0: Lovers and welcome to the Liberty Mike podcast, broadcasting from an undisclosed location in the heart of Dixie. I am Michael and I am here with Liberty Larry. How's it going? Doing all right. How are you today?
1: Man, I am great. I got a Starbucks on one side of me and I got a whiskey drink on the other side. It's just a, this, it's, this it's is going to be traditional whiskey sour, man. It's nothing <laughs> real exciting. Yeah, but it's good. <laughs> Oh, and I know. I, and it I'm is. feeling. And I'm feeling pretty
0: hyped, man. <laughs> I'm 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 an expert on sours. Yeah, like this is this is my wheelhouse in cocktail well, mixing.
1: I'll tell you, th- this is one I used to make at the house periodically, mm-hmm. and mine didn't come out this good. Yeah, I mean, right. I thought mine came out pretty good. Like, I didn't think that mine were bad, but but this is next level.
0: Oh, I perfected it over the years. I,
1: I can imagine. I it, can tell.
0: This is actually one of the first cocktails that I that I like really enjoyed.
1: Really, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, you know, besides margarita, obviously, yeah, yeah. that's a that's just I don't know something that you get everywhere, or whatever. And the whiskey sour is something you can order pretty much anywhere. Um, I, people make it a bunch of different ways, though, and yeah. So I don't use the soda water or, or ginger ale or whatever. Some people Sprite. I mean, I don't know. People put <laughs> yeah. all kinds of uh, of stuff on top of it, and from mine is just. Um, Lemon juice, simple syrup. Actually, I I do rich syrup, but no. lemon juice, rich syrup, and and whiskey. It works. Yeah, I know. It's,
1: def- it's definitely got that. It's got a nice flavor to it. I don't know. There's just some well, and there's something to be said about the fresh lemons and like mm. doing it right. You know, not not cutting any corners.
0: There's a um, really. It should have an egg white in it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, to make it like really frothy and it kind of changes it makes it gives it this like kind of velvet texture
1: and you do that before you um shake it no you
0: do it as you shake it as you 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 add it in and it's shaken up together yeah yeah that's what that's what i meant oh yeah 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 Yeah, it's part of the mix and then you shake it up together there's like a special little spring that you get for your shaker to to deal with uh beating eggs essentially oh yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. um i don't have that though and i i have a like a It's not an allergy exactly, but an intolerance to eggs. Oh yeah, um, mild. So Mm. I can have like an egg. Yeah. But if I have two, I'm like doubled over with stomach pain (laughs) later. Yeah. So I don't keep eggs. So so
1: oh yeah. So you don't have them available. I was gonna say like one in this drink wouldn't hurt you. There's um, two ways.
0: It's like what they. uh, Gosh, I can't remember what it's called. It's like um, aqua something or other that they. They store uh, chickpeas and stuff like that in. Yeah. Um. That is a is supposed to be like a good substitute for egg white. Yeah. Um. And you can buy it separate. Yeah. I, I have considered doing that. I just don't know how long it keeps, and I don't know how frequently I would use it, so yeah. I'm hesitant.
1: Every time you make a whiskey sour.
0: Well, yeah, but I don't usually do it that frequently i like i bump i I bounce around a lot yeah with my cocktails it's not like i sit and make the same thing every night
1: well and it's a funny thing when i was making these at the house like this is like a oh like i can only drink like one of these Mm -hmm. because it's just too much acid after that like i'll regret it the next day like if i drink two or three of those done it enough times that i figured out this is not the way to go that's a one drink and then switching to just like straight whiskey or whatever yeah
0: so. I, yeah, I do that a lot too. Or switch to brandy or something. Yeah, yeah. Can't. Um, it's
1: just it's too much. It's too acidic. Yeah,
0: like, I can I can drink two of these though. Can you? Yeah, yeah I can definitely right. drink two of these. No, uh, I,
1: I can, but like I say, we'll regret it. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I can drink two of them without any trouble. With
1: no no issues. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I hear
0: you. Um. So up front this time, I'm gonna plug the I that I have a Substack now. All right. Um. It's Michael's Meditations on Substack. And uh, I'm planning to put stuff out twice a week. Won't be very political most yeah. of the time. I mean, there's no way that I can I, avoid politics entirely, oh yeah. but, um, but That's it'll the be the world a, we live in, yeah, now. it'll like, be a broader range of, of, of uh, topics than what you get here, I suspect.
1: Well, I read your last one, enjoyed it. Okay. I don't think I read the opening one.
0: Uh, there's not much in the opening one. It's just well, like
1: that's what you had said. That's the yeah. reason I didn't go back to it. I was like, Sorry. I'm here. This is kind of
0: what I plan to do. That's yeah. that's how it. Yeah, but I the read the last one, one. I thought it was good. Nope. I enjoyed it. I'm, I'm glad you did. That was a that was an experience. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh. Um. Let's see. What else do we have to start? There's something in my eye that I cannot. It's driving me crazy. <laughs> Still fighting it. Yeah. I, I got like my left eye is just blurry yeah. right now. I keep. I can't. I can't figure out what it is.
1: You're not having a stroke, are you?
0: I, well,
1: who knows? <laughs> you said your left eye, and I was like, it didn't click to me till just now. It's you, like You tell me I'm,
0: if the whole left side of my face starts to droop sometime I'll, during I'll, the podcast. I'll keep my okay? eye on it. You're all not having
1: right. any shoulder pain, right? No,
0: no. It's definitely not a heart attack. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: just checking on you, man. Like, I'm
0: confident it's not a heart attack. If I'd had a heart attack today, it would have been this morning when I was working out. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, All right. Anything else we... It, Anything of substance that we want to hit before we dive in? Actually, yeah. maybe, because uh, of the Trump stuff again. We're not talking about Trump again. But I, I do want to just talk about all the race-baiting BS around him tweeting about the election rigors.
1: The rigors.
0: <laughs> and I, I'm I'm just oh, kind of curious what kind of world we live in now where – you can't even say words that rhyme with words that are bad. It's a dog
1: whistle. We all know what he meant by that.
0: I, that's so <laughs> absurd. That's it, it, an actual r- job, by the way, too. Oh yeah, dog whistling. No riggers. Oh riggers. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> riggers are actual is an actual job. Yeah. Um, besides the fact, like, so. Oh yeah. What prompted well, some of our listeners
1: th- are riggers. I bet.
0: Yeah. Probably. I, I'm like serious. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and, what prompted this was while I was, while I was mixing the cocktails to start with, um, I was telling Liberty Larry that I needed a new jigger. And he told me I can't say that anymore. <laughs> you have to <laughs> whisper that word. Oh, <laughs> uh, and I, yeah, I just, I don't, I don't understand this world where you can't, I don't like no, no words anyway. I think no, no words are stupid. Oh yeah. Um, I think that you're really giving it power when you say it can't be said. Well, and that's
1: what people don't understand when they start placing words and different things in no-no places. Like, when you have all these words that can't be said, at least for people like me, and I know I'm not in the minority here, that makes that word all the more elusive or want to use it. Like, I I, I am going to— You
0: probably are in the minority at this point.
1: may be, but— but, but, yeah. I, but
0: I'm there with you.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, tell me I can't say something because yeah. I'm going to say it. That's with how me. Owen Benjamin ruined his career. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, we were talking about him the other night, and I could not for the life of me think of his name. Owen Benjamin? Owen Benjamin. Oh, yeah. he's, he's awesome.
0: Man, back in the day, yeah. like, all his difference between men and women stuff <laughs> was so good. Yeah. It was so insightful, too. It's not... Yeah. It was very funny, great setups. Like is really solid comedy,
1: very solid comedy and
0: but but he's like
1: yeah, he's went over that, he took too many oh, of yeah. the pills yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> that was uh that was what Michael malice said, right, like uh yeah, yeah. hey and you're supposed to take one red pill, not the whole bottle not the something. whole bottle <laughs> yeah. you know? um so. It's a shame that was a that was a fun show we went to in Houston. that yeah, was um, but anyway, um moving on from that, I guess, I just i this yeah. Yeah, this no-no words thing, and not only do you have no-no words, but now you have you can't say words that rhyme with no-no well, words. Well, it's just <laughs> the
1: whole idea that that you can say something, and the other side can just take with that, just interpret it completely wrong and mischaracterize what you said. Like the the whole idea of a dog whistle, like it just that irritates me. Well,
0: man. the the ridiculous thing about it is that all the people that are calling it out as a dog whistle. Like, do they understand what a dog whistle is?
1: Probably like, not.
0: Yeah. I mean, the the whole point, like the the meaning of the phrase, is that you're saying something subtly that only people who who would get it would understand it. So all these people so in if media they're getting
1: it, then they're the then they're the target audience. <laughs> exactly. So.
0: Um, I don't. I just don't understand how you can. I guess you find a guy that you hate enough, you can twist anything that he says or does. Are you, are you trying to dump stuff onto my table here? It looks like I'm not trying to, but <laughs> but I may. <laughs> That's all right. I guess it'll clean up. It is real wood, though,
1: and real lemon juice
0: and real lemon juice. This <laughs> isn't. We'll leave that aside. So. Uh, I think we were talking about maybe going over the fifth and sixth amendment today, but we're probably going to keep it short and leave this, that for another time. Cause we're recording yeah. this early. Um, cause we won't be able to meet up later in the week. And when I post this, <laughs> this
1: feels like a more free episode anyway, we're just going to go in where it takes us. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And we didn't even need to do it cause we got one in the can. Yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we are trying to stay ahead though. Absolutely. Uh, and now that we've wasted like 10 minutes at the beginning of this podcast, we may as well start on something of, of substance. Of substance, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I just wanted to talk about the, the Hunter Biden stuff. Yeah. You know, just to be fair. You and, mean
1: that conspiracy theory that that the right wing drummed up to try to get Trump elected? That's the one. Is that the one? That's okay. the one. Okay. I, th- I, I just wanted to verify. I think like, it, could, I mean- <laughs> it
0: could be a, one of many. Yeah. that You know. But, uh, the, I don't know, do we go way back or do we just start with what's going on right now and then go back? I guess we start with what's going on then we go back. That's fair. Um, so this guy, David Weiss, is a U.S. attorney in Delaware, um, has been prosecuting this case since it started three years ago, something like that. Yeah. Two or three years ago. And, um... There were a bunch of calls to, to assign a special counsel to the case because of its politically charged nature. Yeah. And Merrick Garland, um, who's in charge of the Justice Department, kept saying that we didn't need uh, a special counsel. And in fact, that um, David Weiss had more power as U.S. attorney than a special counsel would anyway, and that he had all the power that he needed um, to uh, to prosecute and um you know, get to a just result in this investigation. Yeah. Well, about two weeks ago, that changed. All right. Um, On the 11th, Merrick Garland appointed a special counsel. The U.S. attorney, David Weiss. (laughs) The guy who's already prosecuting the case. He already
1: has all the power he needs to do everything that needs to be done.
0: Now, this is kind of a mockery of the idea of a special (sighs) counsel. Like, you've also probably heard this called independent counsel yeah um the it's supposed to be somebody outside of the justice department yeah. a- and and preferably outside of the government i mean like when yeah. um when Mueller took over the special counsel he was no longer a part of the government yeah um he has government history of course but yeah but
1: he wasn't but he uh, wasn't employed by the government yeah when he became employed by the government
0: and so since one of the big questions about this case since the The purpose of bringing in a special counsel in this case is probably to at least give the – well, actually, probably explicitly in this case to give the appearance – and I say that very strongly. That's the key word. The appearance of fairness in this. Um, Why in the world would you bring somebody who already works for Merrick Garland in to do that, that works for the Justice Department under the Biden presidential administration? Yeah. Yeah. And of course, the executive is in charge of the Justice Department. So you haven't changed anything. Yeah, there's still the and appearance this is, that this
1: is a Biden appointee, Merrick Garland. Like yes, Merrick Biden, Garland is. Yeah, David Weiss yeah. is not. Okay.
0: Um, David Weiss is a but Trump the, appointee. Uh, oh, is he? Okay. So yeah, so that's you know, that's what they're trying to hang to their hat with. on. Yeah. yeah. Um, but all the same, he's still employed by the the father of the person that he's prosecuting. Yeah. Like directly. Right. Yeah. Like, right there, two down the line. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, so it, anybody who's, like, who's really paying any attention to this, I don't see how it relieves any of the idea that it may be biased. Yeah. Okay. So another thing that, that I can't see has been answered in any way is what additional powers does he now have as a special counsel that he didn't have as a US attorney, especially since well, we've been told for years
1: that he had all the power that he needed. I was gonna say, I'm pretty sure Garland answered that from the beginning, <laughs> that he already had all the power he needed.
0: Yeah. But since he's been named special counsel, why haven't we gotten any additional information on this? Why hasn't anybody gotten an answer out of Merrick Garland as to what has changed?
1: Yeah. Yeah, because nothing's changed. This is, it's all just trying to put talking points in the headlines. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, now there, there has been some, uh, like there has been some reporting that he was having trouble bringing charges in some districts that, you know, some attorneys weren't, uh, cooperating in particular federal districts that's coming, I think mostly from the IRS whistleblowers, um, and they did say over and over again that as a special counsel, he can bring charges in, in in any federal district and so forth. So maybe that's the reason, but it hasn't been stated explicitly. Yeah. Um, and, but that, I mean, I can give them like a little bit of a benefit there that maybe that's it. Maybe that's that, the reason. That could be the reason, that could be this extra power that he has that he didn't have before, and he needs it because, you know, some um, less objective uh, attorneys aren't willing to bring or allow charges to be brought against the president's son. Yeah. Don't know. Just a guess. Yeah. I'm I'm trying to be fair on this. Yeah. Um. Now. Uh. The. I, I mean, a lot of this started with the IRS whistleblowers making the case that or making the claim. I I, I think a credible claim that David Weiss was not pursuing this um, case in good faith, that they were delaying to try and potentially to try and um, let the uh, statute of limitations lapse on some of these charges that, um, that they weren't pursuing it with all the, uh, the rigor that they should to actually bring a solid case and, and so forth. So, um, and you'll, of course, remember that they the judge previously, when they brought in this pardon, or uh, this, I don't know, what what did they call the, it was that that it was such a sweetheart deal. Oh, yeah. Wasn't that the, the yeah, phrasing this, that they kept using? Yeah. Um, the, the sweetheart deal uh, about uh, an agreement between the prosecution and the defense, um, and the judge looked at it and said, this is ridiculous, we would never give this much latitude. Oh, yeah. Um, and it, essentially what it said was that it was dropping some charges, uh, tax charges and the gun um, charge, the the lie on the application <laughs> for a gun permit yeah. about his drug use and some tax evasion stuff, um, that it was dropping that. And it was also including um, a pardon for any potential future offenses that may be uncovered or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. And... The judge was like, no, this is, yeah, that's, that's insanity. Yeah, yeah. We can't do this. Why would you Yeah, who would um, allow that? So that happened. And then not too long later, Merrick Garland names David Weiss as a special counsel. And then since I haven't been able to, to double check this, by the way, uh, I heard one report of this and I, I hadn't been able to verify. Um, so this could be wrong. Yeah. But my understanding from this report is that since he's been named special counsel, David Weiss has actually dropped the tax evasion charges really? from the docket. Yeah. So they're still not going to prosecute the tax evasion.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, if they can get away without doing it, they absolutely won't.
0: Yeah. Um, and so then I think we kind of got to go back a little bit and, and see where all these, like a lot of this stems from, um, which is the, the Biden family, business deals during the time that Biden was vice president is a lot of this, yeah. um, where Hunter Biden was being paid by international groups for his obvious skills. <laughs> <All> right. <laughs> uh, which Traveling. I identify as, uh, as being able to find and acquire drugs and hookers. Yeah. That's my best guess as to what they're paying him <laughs> I mean, for is to be what, the party organizer.
1: Yeah. That's, that seems to be the the skill he has. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, now, of course, the big one is Bur- Burisma, the energy company in Ukraine. Yeah. And we have to remember that Biden was running Ukraine mm-hmm. when he was vice president, he was point man. Yeah. Um, on a very granular level, I think, but I, I mean, I don't know that for sure, but it, it certainly seems that he was playing a very large part in decision making in the supposedly importantly sovereign Ukraine. Yeah. And, uh, after the coup, when they threw out, when the U S helped organize people to throw out the, uh, the guy who was a little too closely aligned with Russia as far as they were concerned. Yeah. um, and then, you know, the famous phone call where Victoria Nuland is uh, identifying who the new government's going to be, and then they are two weeks later yeah. after a coup. Um, you know, all this was going on, and and um, Hunter was named as a board member for Burisma in Ukraine and getting paid like a million dollars a year, again, for his obvious skills. Yeah, in, right. um And managing energy business in... Uh, Country, Eastern Europe. In a country that he doesn't even speak the language. Right. <laughs> That's why I'm guessing the, the what they really hired him for was the party supplies. The, the
1: hookers and blow, yeah.
0: But another possibility is that they were hiring him because they needed a, uh, a pipeline to access the vice president of the United States, who was really the person running their country. Absolutely. And Biden at the time, like he has bragged about uh, getting Victor Shokin— um, fired who was a prosecutor in Ukraine. And the story that we keep hearing from the mainstream media is that, uh, that Shokin was corrupt and, um, that, uh, Biden and he was refusing to investigate Burisma where Hunter was on the board. Yeah. Um, and so this was actually like bad for Burisma because Burisma controlled this guy and so Biden wasn't actually acting in Burisma's interest. He was acting against Burisma's interest when he threatened to um, to refuse or, well, um, to withhold, I guess, loan guarantees to Ukraine yeah. if they didn't fire this guy. Yeah. Now, this is just an out-and-out lie.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, the guy was actively investigating Burisma, and that was the problem. Yeah. And any control that they had over him was... Re- probably exactly what happened, which is that they had a pipeline to the vice president of the United States who could put Take pressure this. Yeah. on this guy and have him removed. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, that's the, that's the situation here. Yeah. I mean, it's incredibly corrupt <laughs> and, and I don't like Donald Trump. <laughs> don't like Donald Trump. <laughs> well, of course not. He's it's, he's a terrible person. He's despicable. He yeah. is. But like to compare to favorably compare Biden's deep corruption as a member of the government with Donald Trump's essentially process crimes that they're trying to I I mean and yeah. I think the the cases are weak but yeah. even if the cases aren't weak I mean, what you're really There's talking about still, is process crimes. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Um, well, it's, the big difference between the two, though, is what what Biden is has been doing and is accused of doing here, you can find tons of people in Congress right now that are doing the same thing oh, on a yeah. smaller level. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the reason the appetite, beyond Bi- Biden is just an establishment guy, yeah. um, beyond that— That's the big reason why the appetite isn't as big to deal with this is because there's a bunch of people sitting in Congress right now that know
0: they're on the hook for the same type thing. Yeah, that's true.
1: And they don't want to open the door to that.
0: Well, and they have the ability to keep that door closed. Absolutely. And that's, you're right. That's, that's the real problem. I mean, ideally, all of these people would be held accountable for their corruption. Oh, absolutely. Um, But yeah, that's not likely to happen. That's not likely to happen. No. <laughs> Only way yeah. they're going to be held accountable for the corruption is at the ballot box never vote for an incumbent.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go.
0: <laughs> I say that. I, I wouldn't say never is a strong word. Yeah. Be cautious. Yeah, <laughs> but know what your guys doing. Yeah. Go to OpenSecrets.org. Like, see where they're getting money. Yeah. That's a. That's always. That tells you a lot, right there. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So. Essentially, that's that's what's going on with this case. Well, is that, and
1: I don't want people to forget because it's so far in the rearview mirror that it's easy to do that. This was completely brushed under the rug and swept off of social media during the election.
0: Right. Oh, that that's actually you're right. That's an important point. The whole Biden laptop, Hunter Biden laptop thing, that what? was uh, that they had fifty something former um, intelligence Intelli- guys yeah. saying that it was Russian disinformation which was just a blatant lie. Just out and out
1: lie. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, It's kind of amazing how much, uh, how much energy has been put into keeping this under wraps. Absolutely. Well, And, and
1: they did such a good job of it during the, during the 2020 election. Like this all was in the process of coming out. And like I say, I've never seen an effort to, to just completely wipe something off social media. Like what was done then, yeah, I mean, I think that's I the mean the New
0: York I, Post is one of the oldest newspapers in the country
1: yeah, exactly, like mm-hmm. it's just wild that 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 but that happened, and now it's all of course, now it's all out there, and' it's, you can talk about it now, but at mm-hmm. the time, like that was completely forbidden, yeah you know?
0: and would that have made a difference in the election? it might have uh, it
1: definitely could have, mm-hmm.
0: like I say, I mean, I don't know. Um, I mean, I don't know. I I mean, we're we're so starkly divided at this point that I don't know. You know, it's the same kind of thing about like if if Donald Trump ends up being prosecuted and even jailed in Georgia, yeah, is that going to make a difference in his election results? I don't know that it does.
1: No, that's how
0: messed up this country is at this point.
1: (laughs) No, I think you're right. I don't think it does, but.
0: Because he's right. not the other guy. And that's one of the yeah. terrible things about where we've gotten with this two-party system and the, and the quote-unquote democracy in this country um, is that, well, first off, th- those two parties do everything in their power to make sure that they are the two parties. Yeah. And the apparent differences between them aren't nearly as important to them as making sure that somebody else doesn't get into the fray. Yeah. And when it when it comes right down to it, that's how they succeed over and over again, is because you're given this false dichotomy, um, this binary choice that doesn't really exist as a binary. And it, it doesn't exist as a binary in a couple of ways. Like, first off, there are other options. And secondly, that binary really doesn't exist. There's, there's not a lot of difference between those two parties on anything that actually affects your life. No. Um, and... The well, But it, you, you get in the situation where, because fear, like we were talking about with Mike Tirmont, yeah fear is the most effective uh, strategy. Yeah. So it's not that how much you can do or how much better you are than the other guy. It's that, well, you don't want that other guy, though, do yeah, you? Just
1: think of how bad it could be mm-hmm. if the other side.
0: Yeah. You know. I mean, and I saw this most starkly in the 2016 election because Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump are the two most hated candidates in history.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, Joe Biden isn't hated in the same way that Hillary Clinton was. No, absolutely not. Um, Which is why well, was- and
1: And hated by both sides, because yeah. I know, um, at least as far as Hillary Clinton is concerned, like, I didn't meet a Democrat that liked Hillary Clinton. Yeah. Like, there was—it it never was— like oh my god Hillary's so great it's always well I mean look at who she's running against like that was always when I right. talked to Democrats what I heard and that's unusual like I mean I remember specifically like with Obama like people loved Obama yeah and the same thing with Bush like people loved Bush like it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't like they hated their own candidate he's like th- your idiot brother you know? <laughs> yeah exactly he really is <laughs> um, that but, retarded cousin that you know <laughs> yeah just happened to run the country for like eight years he just wanted <laughs> to
0: drink beer with with or whatever remember Mm -hmm. that it wasn't wasn't it really with Bush when the like the beer yeah the guy you could have a beer with yeah yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: so but
0: But you know I mean
1: but Hillary Clinton like like I didn't meet any Democrats that that was like she's the person it was always but it was fear it Mm -hmm. was that's absolutely what it was
0: yeah well and it continues that way Um, and it'll you know the, the Biden Trump thing I mean people didn't love Biden they just didn't hate him yeah, And I guess we're kind of running into the same thing again, but it seems to me that they're actually selecting the worst candidates they can just to make sure that one of them stays in power. Yeah. Well, I, I go back it's, to It's the- what you run into all the time when you try and talk somebody into voting for any third party. Oh, yeah. Is that, well, that's just a wasted vote. If, I, if I'm not voting for the Republican or the Democrat, I'm essentially voting for the other side. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, that's stupid. Yeah. I, I mean, like, so I do understand your point. And first off, I would point out that, well— I would say that if you look at it that way, then if you don't vote for the winner, your vote didn't count. Yeah,
1: right. <laughs> I, uh,
0: I mean, what's the difference? Yeah. Um, but at, at the same time, like, I don't understand why you would say that your vote's important so you can express your opinion
1: And then not express your opinion. And that's the way I see it. Yeah. If
0: you're not voting for somebody that you believe in, then what was the point of your vote anyway? Why did you
1: even bother? Yeah.
0: Yeah. You're better off abstaining.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: exactly. Let's let's show these people how much we don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Well,
1: there's definitely something to be said, though, about like Trump was an anti-establishment figure and. I don't know. I'm, I, I said it last week on the podcast. I think that this this election is going to be interesting, mm-hmm. just because I think that I think that anti-establishment like fervor is going to head somewhere else. Yeah. Um. I, I mean, it may all go to Trump again, and that may be like we may be destined for another showdown with Trump and some Democrat. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, man. This one, to me, this one feels different. Like, well, we're going to see how it plays out. There's still a long way to go, but. I don't know. Something something feels different about this one.
0: So what what's the anti establishment on the Republican side other than Trump though? I mean Vivek Ramaswamy, maybe?
1: Maybe if he can can position himself right. I like that guy. I've listened to him a fair amount. Um, I mean, I'm not like a supporter, but but he's interesting. Yeah. Um, so but I don't I don't know if he's got he's not doesn't have the same like flamethrower. Personality like Trump does. Yeah. Like, I just don't feel like he's going to get that kind of. I mean, it's really on the Republican side that's Trump. I feel like.
0: And then on the left, you got
1: uh, RFKJ. RFK, which the left is interesting because without Biden, they've got nobody. Um, I mean, there's nobody else in the race. And I just, I don't see Biden making it through another campaign. Like, I don't think that they can drag him through this again. Yeah, Although I, I did hear some stuff earlier today, actually, that, you know, they may be trying to drum this COVID thing up again.
0: Oh, they, I mean, that's obvious. You don't think yeah. that that's... Oh, obvious. no, I
1: think it's, that's what's going to happen. I mean, I think the question is, is will the people allow it? Um, is really where my question's at. No, they're going to try to put us in another COVID election here.
0: The RSV thing is really weird. I just want to point this out. Like, um, RSV has been around for a long time. I, yeah. I was talking off axis. I hope that got picked up by the mic. <laughs> yeah. Um RSV has been around for a long time, but I have never heard of it being a particularly dangerous virus for adults. For adults, yeah. Yeah. But they're throwing that out there like it is a big thing to be worried about. Yeah. Well and I don't they're
1: they're always floating these potential pandemics. I mean, yeah. you go back decades, like as long as I can remember almost, like there's been these Potential pandemics on the horizon, Mm -hmm. but they've never really landed it like they did with COVID. Um, I I I don't know if it can. I don't think. I don't know that they can recreate that magic that happened with COVID. But I don't know, man.
0: Well, they'll just just have to create a new, better bug.
1: Yeah. Well, or create a better bug than the
0: one they created. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Right. Well, (laughs) maybe. But but the real question is is like after having just came through all of this, or will people? really revert back. Um, and there's plenty of people who welcome it.
0: Yeah. Well, there's a lot of people that still haven't gone haven't
1: back. Re- no, there is. And th- there's the people that I'm talking about that would welcome a reoccurrence of this. Yeah. But there's there's so many more I of don't us- know that
0: they would welcome a reoccurrence. I feel bad for those people. Like the people that I still see like walking down oh, yeah. the street wearing a mask. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like and, the
1: like you and know the, and the young
0: remark- <laughs> youngish, like middle aged people walking down the street or riding their bike, wearing a mask. Like, I, I don't.
1: Yeah. I, I I mean, I really feel bad for these. Like it's, it, it's like a mental illness or something. Yeah. I mean, it's, there's definitely some kind of block there. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm no psychiatrist. So. It's
0: a, it's this weird trust in government. I, I was thinking about this earlier today. Um, that because there's some, there was a weird thing that came up and, and one of my friends was like, ah, oh, that's pretty shady. And, uh, and I was like, well, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. I, um, actually it was G.I. Greg. <laughs> All right. It was shady. I was like, I don't think so. I, I think, I don't think that it's nefarious. I think it's incompetent. Okay. Um, and that maybe that's just my like unwavering faith in people yeah. to like figure out what's best for themselves and to, that they're, they're not trying to hurt people around them or do bad things. They're trying to do good things. They're just maybe not so good at it. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and I, I think that that's, I, that's one of the problems that I, that people have with government. All right. So there's another well, friend of mine that th- there's this like weird faith in government.
1: That's what I was switching to say. Yeah. So, and that's, that's what I find. I mean, that to me, that's the big difference I find when I talk to Democrats mm-hmm. is that it's like, there's this mental block there that they can't recognize that the government can do bad things. Yeah. Like it's it's like they just they have this belief in government that it's capable of all of these things that it's proven to you over and over it can't do, mm-hmm. but yet they're like, well, but just a, like your school bus thing, just a little more,
0: just a little more, yeah, you know? Yeah. If we just throw this other thing on top of it, we won't make more problem, we'll make less. Exactly, but, but it never works that way. Yeah. I mean, try and seriously think about what government has ever done for you that's actually been helpful to you in the long run. Yeah, I, I and and try and like and I understand if you're sitting there thinking, well, you know, when I was unemployed during COVID, yeah. um, they were sending me money.
1: Yeah, but why were you unemployed during COVID? Would well, be, would okay. be the
0: first place I would go. Yeah, but and that's the first question, and then the second yeah. question is how much is that money worth now?
1: Oh yeah, oh what that
0: one hundred percent? Yeah, uh, and so. and again, I don't think that I don't think that government is nefarious. I just think that they don't think things through that. Yeah. they, This is the, has always been the problem with um, socialism is that there's nobody that can have enough information to predict the future well enough to know what all the consequences of their actions are. Yeah. Th- this is why as, a socialist economy can't work is because there's just too many individual actions that, that feed into an economy that determine what's needed and what's wanted and where things should be and how resources should be distributed. And there's all these variables, all these variables that there's no one person or even collection of people that can determine in advance where all the resources need to go to meet all the needs and all the wants of all the people. It just can't be done. The closest thing to, the the closest thing to do is to just allow everybody to make decisions. Let entrepreneurs sit out there and try and figure out and, and then make predictions about what needs to go where Yeah, and reward the success and the failures go out of the market. And then those resources are freed up for better things. And And it may not act as quickly as you like, but it is a more accurate result. It it more closely resembles what's
1: actually needed. It's a, it's a stronger result. Like mm-hmm. fundamentally, like you, you're built on a, a stronger base under that type of system than you are with a socialist where you've got government mm-hmm. trying to figure all of these things out. Yeah. You know.
0: Um I'm to transition again.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. What else we got?
0: Uh I just wanted to talk about the gender wage gap thing. Oh, that's right. Um and I okay, so I, I had a very brief discussion with somebody month or so ago on the gender wage gap and um, like the topic came up and she essentially just shut me down and said I'm placating you right now yeah (laughs) and I was like look I'm not invested I mean I didn't say this but I was like I'm not invested you're not placating me you're placating yourself I was actually kind of surprised because this didn't strike me as a person that would you know want to remain ignorant (laughs) yeah (laughs) Oh, anyway, um, but it, it, can't, I don't know. I was thinking about it recently because of the women's soccer team. Cause that's, that was the reason that we talked about this the first time. The first go around, yeah. Um, which was like years ago now Yeah, is that the women's, uh, U S women's soccer team demanding equal pay, um, when they just don't generate the same kind <laughs> of revenue that the men do.
1: But Yeah, as I remember, when you broke the numbers down, they made more versus the revenue than what the men did. Oh, yeah, they, <laughs> they,
0: they got a much higher percentage of the revenue, yeah. of the total revenue, um, than the men did. Yeah. And, and in this uh, this Women's FIFA World Cup that has just gone on, or has been going on... Um, not
1: going on for us
0: anymore. They go, yeah, well, yeah, the U.S. <laughs> women are out. Yeah. Uh, worst performance ever, I think, but um, they've been going on about this, uh, FIFA has, that this is the most attended Women's World Cup in history. Really? Yeah. But they still can't fill stadiums. <laughs> yeah, right. And they've been giving tickets away. Wow. They've been offering free tickets and still, still can't, can't fill, sell them out. fill yeah. stadiums. Wow. And uh, because there's just there's just not the same level of interest. Yeah. And maybe that sucks. And I actually like really like women's soccer. So, you know, I but the point is this. So going back to the gender wage gap, the the way it's presented is that women make 80 cents on the dollar versus what men make um, for the same work.
1: Yeah, that's that's the argument you always hear.
0: This is another blatant lie. Yeah. Uh, That is not what the statistic is. Yeah. So, and I know that people are going to get upset about this, but this is is the statistic. Yeah. The statistic is that they took the average income of all full-time male workers and they compared it against the average income of all full-time female workers. Okay. This is not an apples to apples comparison. Yeah. In aggregate, men make more than women. Yeah. But when you start controlling for things that affect pay. Yeah. You know, let's start with uh, hours worked. Yeah. The number gets closer. Industry, the number gets closer. Like every time you start controlling for something that might affect the, the income of the person, yeah. seniority, education, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like all of these things that affect people's income. Yeah. Um, the number gets closer and closer. And so when you actually get down to the point where you're comparing equal work to equal work. Yeah. The number is like 98 cents to the dollar. Wow. Yeah. On average. Yeah. Um, and some which go the a, other way. Which is a rounding error. Yeah. And some yeah. go the other way. You, yeah. First off, it's within the the margin, um, of, error. margin of error. Yeah. Um, secondly, that kind of thing can be easily explained through other, other yeah. issues, like just personality issues that, that, um, Men tend to be more aggressive in trying to get more pay, yeah. uh, arguing for a higher pay, um, where women tend to be more accepting. Yeah, whether you like that or not, that's just the truth. It's
1: just the facts on the ground. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, you could probably speak from your own experience in this, like offering people. Oh yeah, uh, starting um, pay rates. No, it's
1: true. Um, and, and men are going to haggle with you. Like it's yeah. just, that's, yeah. Whatever number you throw out, that's the starting number. <laughs> yeah. And what <laughs> and, about and the women? And it's not that way with women. Like okay. absolutely not that way. I mean, that's just my personal experience, mm-hmm. but, but that, that jives. Yeah.
0: But the point is, it's not just your personal experience. Yeah. Like this is, this is an, an experience that's reported across industries. Yeah. yeah. Um, from headhunters and, and so forth who are finding jobs for people and they offer everybody the same thing. Yeah. To start. Yeah. And and they'll report over and over again. Well, the men, uh, the men haggle and the women accept. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's just it's just the nature of things.
0: And uh so, but this is this is the argument that I want to make this time that I don't think that we made last time. Okay. And particularly because this is a bigger issue, it seems to me, for people on the left than people on the right. Yeah. So um so the starting assumption of the people on the left is that, the, that business owners are just greedy people who will pay their employees as little as they possibly can. If they could pay them nothing, they would. They would keep slaves, you know, et cetera. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, But let me then ask you this. If you could get the exact same work out of two different people as a business owner, this greedy business owner, yep. could get the exact same work out of two different people, and one of them they had to pay $100,000 a year, and one of them they had to pay $80,000 a year. Which one are they going to hire?
1: Well, oh, I mean, you're going to hire the 100,000 because that's a guy. <laughs> I'm going to hire the man because I'm paying more. <laughs> I, I you know it, it
0: <laughs> It's it's just it, the, the, the obvious answer for any business person is that if they can pay somebody less to do the same job,
1: yeah. they're going to
0: pay somebody less to do the same job.
1: Yeah. So why are women not just all over every industry. Yeah.
0: Filling every position everywhere. Exactly. Because you can hire them for less, apparently.
1: Yeah. According to that statistic. You yeah. Know.
0: Um, so why wouldn't that be done everywhere? Why is this the one case where uh, employers just want to pay more money to get the same work? Yeah. No. Um, I mean, even if that was true, those businesses wouldn't last
1: yeah yeah because the competition's going to scoop that cheap labor up right, you know every time
0: so i I mean I think that on the face of it it's just it's just absurd to believe that that women and men get paid twenty percent difference for the same work yeah it's just not true, and like I said, dig into the statistic, I'm sure there's a bunch of people out there just like screaming at their radio right now or their <laughs> their iphone or whatever yeah um but like, go look it up. There's yeah. plenty of places that they have examined the statistic. And go figure out exactly what it is, because what I said is what it is. It's yeah. just an average aggregate. It is not a comparison of equal work.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the the argument, if there is any from the other side, would be, well, we need to get more women into those other industries
0: well that's up to the women isn't it
1: well but that's where <laughs> like for people like me and you that's where free choice kind of mm-hmm. r- r- comes in you know well
0: and then you start looking at the statistics where they're uh, at least the um when you look at countries where there is a more egalitarian uh gender system yeah the the differences in these statistics actually are heightened Really? When, yeah, when, um, so you look at the, like some of the Scandinavian countries, uh, the, the differences between the kinds of, of employment that women take and men take, where they, where they have a freer choice and so forth, yeah. it actually becomes heightened.
1: Really?
0: Um, that it, it just seems to be that given the choice, women choose different kinds of jobs than men choose. Yeah. And I don't see anybody complaining about that like something like 90% of workplace deaths are men. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like nobody's out there saying that that's obviously uh, gender discrimination.
1: Having worked with a bunch of men and women at different times in different areas, Mm -hmm. men just take more risk, man. Like I know a lot of it does have to do with the industries that they choose and the Mm -hmm. work that they choose, but- Men like to kind of let it all hang out, too.
0: (laughs) Well, it's evolution. Yeah. There's more reward for men in risk than there is for women. Yeah. I mean, over time, um, the the men who have risked more have gained more. The women who have risked more have lost their kids. (laughs) Yeah. Well, (laughs) Uh, I mean, when you put it that way. Or or didn't get to have kids in the first place. Yeah. yeah. Um, Whereas, you know, there's plenty of men that risked and didn't get to have kids in the first place, but they're on the whole there is a an evolutionary advantage to taking risks for men that doesn't exist for women
1: yeah well it makes sense <laughs> i mean it definitely pans out once again in my personal experience <laughs> yeah
0: um so, yeah, I mean, I, I think that—and it's not to say that there isn't gender discrimination. I, I would yeah. never make that—there are, there are people who are prejudiced.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: <laughs> like, I would never try to make that argument that there's no such thing as gender discrimination. But the statistic is not representative of gender discrimination. And yeah. the differences that exist between actual pay between men and women, um, you know, when you actually are comparing apples to apples for the same work, yeah. are probably not gender discrimination either. Yeah. I mean, they can be explained in a whole lot of ways. Yeah. Well, and for
1: the, for the gender discrimination that's out there, like that usually plays catch up, like a a business, just like kind of what we said earlier, like if you've got some guy running a business that's a sexist or whatever, like it's going to hurt his business in the long run. Mm -hmm. Um, Like there's the, the market kind of has a system to filter that kind of stuff out. Not to say that doesn't exist because obviously it does, but the, the, the free market can kind of suss some of that out.
0: And uh, Okay, and I'll concede this too. So here's a place where there really is gender discrimination um, is, the, is pregnancy. Yeah. All right. Pregnancy affects a business. Yeah. When an employee has to leave for maternity leave, you have to keep that job open. You have to fill it in the meantime. You have to, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Like that affects the bottom line. It does. Um, and so there is probably some gender discrimination in that sense. And I, I know that I've had several women tell me that every job interview that they ever had, there's been some question about whether they thought that they would become pregnant or whatever.
1: Oh really? Yeah. I mean, that's illegal. <laughs> I would never ask those kind of questions it's, it's, in an interview.
0: I, I suspect that it's not asked directly. I'm sure like it's that. not, it's, but
1: even still though, like, you know, that's just a dirty thing to do. <laughs>
0: But it's understandable, is it not? It is.
1: Well, and it, it's one of those things, like, as somebody that's been in the position for a long time now of hiring people, mm-hmm. um, I mean, it's just one of those things you kind of accept. Like, if I'm hiring a lady, like, I'm not asking those questions, but it's kind of built into my calculation that, you know, these kind of things are going to come up. Yeah. But truth be told, the, I have the same kind of... Reservations when I hire guys about other type of things coming up, yeah. so it's it's a it's all kind of a calculated balances
0: in the end, really. Yeah. Well, I was going to say on that particular point, as um, there has become more egalitarianism about the uh, the role of parenthood for both men and women in terms of employment. Yeah. So you have now you don't just have maternity leave; there's paternity leave as well. Yeah. Um, as those benefits become more equal in terms of like how much time off a, a man gets for paternity leave as, as a woman gets from maternity leave and so forth. Yeah. Even those different or those yeah, even those differences are going to are going to disappear. Yeah. Um in terms of the employment or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um because the, the it's not that you're a woman and that you're having a baby, it's that you may be gone for however many weeks. Yeah. Yeah. And if men are offered those same kind of benefits, then it doesn't affect the hiring process at all.
1: Yeah. No, it's so. true. So
0: so now that we've thoroughly pissed everybody off, <laughs> all right, we yeah. we got the we got the Trump haters, we got the women, we got the, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. everybody's angry. Probably employers too. Um, all <laughs> yeah, right, we
1: have hit the whole gambit tonight.
0: Yeah. Um, uh-huh. may as well wrap it up. Yeah. So, uh, unless you got something else you want to add, I'm good. All right. Um. Well. Uh, we plan to be back here next week. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, iTunes, YouTube, Podbean. Um, like, and share, comment, subscribe. Uh, you can send me a message at Michael at the Liberty Mike.com. If you want to, you know, yell at me by email. (laughs) Um, or if you have some statistics that you want to share that totally blow out my hypothesis there, who knows? Um, I'd be interested
1: to see some of that. I would
0: too. Like I am willing to be, I'm data driven. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, show me the data. Yeah. Show me the data. Um, yeah, so but uh we'll be back next week when we finally get this right. And in the meantime, try to stay free.
1: Life's short, live
0: free. Ciao. Later.